The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Hi, I'm John Butcher. With me is Gary Marino, and this is our first podcast of Two from the Road. The podcast which exposes the gospel truth about life on the road, down the road, between the roads, under the roads, right, Gary? Oh, absolutely. We're not holding back there. We're not going to hold back. And this we should mention. This isn't the stories that, you know, you see on, you know, groupies and brown M&Ms. No, no. No, we're not going to do that. You already know we did that. We did that. (laughs) We're not doing it again. (laughs) (laughs) Gary, uh, my friend Gary Marino is a wonderful comedian in the uh, Boston area, but he's been all over the country. Um, I first met Gary uh, on his movie, uh, Million Calorie March, some uh, number of years ago. And since we've been uh, buddies and pals, and I want to turn the mic over to Gary right now. Talk about yourself, my brother. Thank you, John. Let me just say what an honor it is to to be here and and, and be doing this with you. Terrific. I was a fan of yours from the time I was a puppy, (laughs) back when they were playing your demos on BCN. Oh, I remember that. Absolutely. So I'm I'm what I call a a PPW. Producer, performer, whatever. Like it. Like it. (laughs) Because, you know, who am I kidding? Most of the stuff I do is the whatevering these days. But I'm a performer. I perform with World Gone Crazy Comedy Band, touring all over New England. Mm -hmm. And uh, do a fair amount of solo stand-up as well. Right. And uh, as you mentioned, I did the film Meeting Calorie March. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we had a little career in radio before that. So I've been around. I've been on the road. As you know, Gary, I've been uh, making records for a number of years. Um, I'm a guitarist, uh, originally from Boston, but I moved to California for a while, built a business called Electric Factory, and found myself back in Boston and still making records and still touring. And what else can I do but be on the road? Well, Gary, this is special today because our guests in studio today for our first show are well, well, they're well, they're well known. They're old friends, and I think you've probably heard of them. We have in studio today Ozzy Osbourne. So thank you for And we've got one of my favorite guys. It's so nice to meet you, Sir Paul McCartney. Oh, thank you, Seat. I'd um, love it to be here. Let's see. We also have a, a wonderful actor. I'm sure you've heard of Christopher Walken. Uh, it's something that I like. <laughs> yes, I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and and this guy is a maniac. C.C. DeVille from the band Poison. Hey, oh, C.C. Uh, uh, let me tell you something. At first it was the House of Whores, and then it was the House of Whores. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. <laughs> all right. Listen, guys. This is what we're going to do. Our show is about getting to, to the nub of the matter, getting to the nitty-gritty about what it's really like to be out there and doing this for a living. I'm going to pose a first question to the group, and here it is. Guys, what were your true beginnings? What, what started it for you? Gary, you go first. I guess uh, probably radio for me. You know, I got involved with a radio station here in Boston when I was a puppy, mm-hmm. uh, late 80s, Kiss 108, which at the time was not only one of the hottest stations in the country, but family owned. What were you doing? Uh, morning uh, drive time or what? No, no, no. I was working with the morning crew there, but uh-huh. I, was, I was in three different departments part time. But what it did, John, was it gave me um, a, a, an entrance into the, the you know, the the rock and roll high life because gotcha. Sonny Joe White, my boss at the time, created Hollywood East. Mm-hmm. Every 
Buddy came through those doors in the course of a week. Monday was the Miami Vice guys. Tuesday was Quincy Jones. Wednesday, Millie Vanilli. I'm not kidding. It really was Millie Vanilli. And I remember walking away going, now which one sings the tunes, man? Yeah. <laughs> Millie or Vanilli? <laughs> yeah. Are you really going to say that? Yeah. And then in my mind, they said, well, you know, when the English yeah. guys, you know, sing, they sound like American rock and rollers. So what did I know? All right. I'm going to open this up to the entire group here. Everybody in the room gets a crack at this one. And here it is. What was your scariest moment in show business? Paul? Well, I'll have to say, um, possibly singing yesterday on the Ed Sullivan show. Well, yeah. What was scary was about 20, that? Well, I was 24. I just, uh, uh, it's a solo song you know, for yesterday. me. Um, just, just me and the guitar. And it's uh, American, American huh. audience, you know, first time. What about you, John? For me, you, I'm sure you yeah, had a few moments. The scariest moment, check this out. Yeah. My scariest moment, I think, in show business was I was playing um, a muscular dystrophy telef- uh, telethon uh, in, in Boston, uh, Copley Square. They had a big stage, big PA in front of the church there, huge show, thousands of people there. And the MC came on the stage, and, and this was about. Uh, 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 getting people to contribute money so he said we know you're out there throw your money at the stage throw the money at the stage we're on the stage right (laughs) so i'm being pelted with quarters and half dollars and nickels and let me tell you something a nickel thrown from 100 yards is no joke (laughs) i I got to weigh in in front of 10 million people on regis and kelly on abc uh, on literally weighed in on the scale. I think I saw that. Yeah, probably did. Yeah, and uh, so I mean, I, isn't that as scary as it gets? I don't know. Were you scared? Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Group, where's the money? What I mean is, your best worst money moment in the game. Where's the money? Are we rich? Does, is everybody in show business rich? Cece, are you rich? I don't know if you want to define rich. I, I mean, let, let's. I'm rich. I'm rich in character. Okay. Are you <laughs> in, in the eighties? I was rich in coke. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Ozzy, where's the money? What's your best and worst money moment in the game? Well, several. It's also. I did. I did lose all of my Right. We'll send that. We'll send out the transcript later. By a show of hands, if you weren't here doing what you're doing now, where would you be, Christopher Walken? Oh, that's. I would be a dancer. I would. I would be. I'd be dancing. Of course. I, I, I believe that. I think I've seen Chris uh, dance before. Let's get a little soft shoe in him. I love it. I like yeah. I like to move the people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you look good. You still look well, good. Uh, you know, it's the it's the dancing. I I, I move. I do. <laughs> what about you, Gary? Where's the money? Where would I, oh in this business? Where's the money? The business. The money is um, in in making it happen. In, mm-hmm. in doing just what I said, producer, performer, whatever. Every job I do. Every time I'm on stage, I am doing. I am, you know, contracting with the. Venue. I am doing the ticketing. I'm doing the Facebooking. I'm doing the emailing. I'm doing That's the right. sound checking. Wearing I'm more doing... than one hat. Yeah, but it's cre- the point is, is it's creating it. Nothing falls in your lap anymore. I create the opportunities that I have to get on stage. People assume that when they see me, uh, that what I do primarily or only yep. is play guitar and travel around. 
no one sees the other stuff. Exactly. You know, the the, the the movie making, if there's a video that needs to be made, I'm usually in the, in the pilot seat. If there are other things that need to be done, I'm doing them all because that's... I, re- I really see myself, Gary, as a small business owner. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My you're, bus- you're John Butcher, Inc. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And Absolutely. I see what I do and how I approach it as a small business. Okay. What's worse? Bad road food or bad road rash? CC. <laughs> Let me repeat the wait a minute. Let me repeat the question. (laughs) Okay. What's worse? Bad road food or bad road rash? They're both they're both horrible. Okay, can we at least agree with that? Uh, they're, they're both pretty bad. Yes. Uh, I've, I've had a tuna fish sandwich out of a out of a vending machine at three a.m. and it's not so good. That's no stomach. joke. No, that's no joke. No. When you're in a van with four other uh, other guys. No. Uh, road rash. Uh, I, I've had multiple rashes. Let me tell you something. Uh, you guys can speak to that also. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yes. All it's right. It's called Bond's Gold Powder. That takes care of the rash. I remember uh, being on tour. Uh, I believe we were opening up for Rush. Finish the show. I'm tired. Go to my hotel room. Eh, about 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm a little thirsty. Need a bottle of water. I know. I'll go out into the hallway, get a bottle of water from the vending machine, right? Right? All right. So I go out in the hallway, and what do I see? But my keyboard player picking food off the trays that people oh. leave at the road service. <laughs> Now, I'm not going to mention his name <laughs> because he wouldn't appreciate that. But when I think of bad road food, I think of this guy uh, pilfering through people's leftovers that are laying in the hall. That's pretty bad. Getty Lee wasn't paying very much roll. in those rock days. And roll. But, uh, Paul, Paul, have you ever, has that ever happened to you? Well, sort of back on the back on the you know Liverpool and Germany days, uh, you know, we had some uh, you know pretty pretty bad sandwiches, but for the most part, it's been pretty good. I can't complain. <laughs> uh, no, you know, I haven't been you know snacking on uh, anyone other people's leftovers. I have to say, you know. I, I apologize, Paul. I should have said Sir Paul. I apologize <laughs> for, <laughs> that. for not giving you the respect. American, that you're, American, I know. Yeah, I, know. I know. I'll learn. I promise. I'll come around. <laughs> All right. See, for me. There is no bad road food. I have put this body through so much, nothing can take me down. Literally, I could be eating scraps. Did you see that Morgan (laughs) Scurlock movie? Oh, yeah. uh, Uh, Supersize. Supersize. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing can take me. I have just put this body through so much. Bad food is not a problem. So you're not afraid of that? No. Just today, I was uh, shopping at the supermarket, and I I bought some hamburger. And the woman says, oh, sir, you know, there's a recall on that. You might not want to buy that. I said... Honey, just throw it in the bag. There's nothing this burger can do to take me down. You're saying this. It's also energy. Oh, dear. That's the only thing I say. I have to take a nap. Thank you for that, Oz. Which is better? All-night room service or pre-screened expedited check-in at the airport? Which gives you the biggest thrill? Gary, hit it. I'm going to go with, uh, I will take for three points. Yes. I think I'll take the uh, all-night expedited airports. I don't stand in the queue for anyone. Uh, I'm the Prince of Darkness. I, I'm not going to go <laughs> and, uh, stand around and take my shoes off. What about you, Cece? I didn't mean to cut you off, Oz. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, um, well, 
first of all, again, I, 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 uh, I appreciate it, and it's good. To, it's good to see everyone here in the Aussie. But I, I, I'm gonna say pre-screen. Yeah, I, that's yeah. my preference. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not yeah. surprised. Just get right in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just, I like it. St- you know, you just want to get right in there, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just people to stare at. I, I don't need that anymore. Yeah. Right. I'll be on that. Which is easy or harder to be a political comedian, actor, or a musician? I t- Especially now. I, you see, I think now it's it's no easy road for any of them. Actually. No. You know, uh, you know, I know that as a comedian and, and someone who plays with a musical show, we avoid that all together. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the political stuff these days. For me, it's a lot harder. And I yeah. want to explain why. Yeah. I have to do music when I'm recording or writing. I have to do music I believe in. Right? I started with Life Takes a Life. Right. That video, it was about anti-gun, uh, anti-gun violence. Yeah. And that was when I was a kid. That's what moves me. I don't know how I keep that out. Now, having said that, I know for sure I lose people. You go to Facebook, right? And, and you know, if I, it, it, at least I know, if I say something either way, I know I've lost some of my audience. Yeah. And I don't know what to do about it. It, it, it honestly is a conundrum. Yeah. I don't know how to deal with it in a way that makes sense. Because either way, I can't stifle who I am. Right. I can't stop talking about the things that are important to me. Right. That being said, I know as soon as I do, especially at social media, yep. it's not good. Exactly. You can't well, compromise you... who you are. <laughs> you can't compromise who you are, right? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If you lose, a... are they really a fan if they... If they don't uh, feel what you're feeling and support you, what you feel, I, well, sir I, Paul, I see myself as a working journeyman musician. That's what I am, and I and and that's how I approach my craft. So for me, if I say something like uh, you know this guy in the White House, blah 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 blah, that's going to have an impact. That's going to have a negative impact on at least some of my audience. And so the question is, what is what's the balance? How do you balance that? How do you balance, I got to be who I am, I have to say the things that are important to me, but I have to be cognizant that it's going to come at a cost. Right, so you have a way of doing it without really, you know, you make a statement without really getting on the soapbox. I hope I that's think. true. Yeah. I hope yeah. that's true. A- a- amb- ambiguity, is that, is that the right? I can't, I can't. Amb- You've been up a long time. It's, yeah, I think it's ambiguity is the word you're looking for. <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, you, you can say something without saying something, if you know what I'm saying. Right. If that makes sense. Right. I don't know. The I'm still struggling with it, though, No, Gary. I know. I know I you am. are. I know you are. And, you know, I did, too. I mean, look, during the election of 2016, we had some of the funniest stuff about all of the candidates that was killing it in the clubs and mm-hmm. in our shows. Yeah. But as it got real, as we got into the primaries and as, as we got into the conventions, we noticed uh, in our audiences that it was polarizing them. People come to our shows, and I think your shows too, John, to forget about the world, forget about their problems. I know. Not to be dragged back I into know, it. I know. So we but, but leave it a, out. What a thing to wrestle with. It is. It's yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, I, look, I one of the one of the musicians I admire most is Bob Dylan. Now, Bob Dylan was a product of the '60s. What could be more volatile than the '60s with the civil rights movement right. and everything else that was going on? Now, what was missing though was the 24-hour news cycle mm. and social media. So Bob Dylan got to to to, to talk about war or anti-war, right. and he got to say things knowing that 
the only people that would hear it as whoever was in the room that night at the show. It wasn't following him around like Twitter. You know, right. you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you oh, see, course, social yeah. media is different than songs. I think you should keep writing the songs that you feel mm-hmm. and make your statement. Social media is different. I, like, you know, I you think know, you're right. Yeah, yeah, because you know, you're know, you going to piss off half your audience, and you don't want to do that as an artist. Not particularly. You know, It's yeah. a no-win. You're going to do it. If you're going to be any kind of an activist, whether it's a protester or some kind of a you know, a Facebook activist, have an end game that you actually want, you have change you want to happen instead of just ripping people a new one. That's how I feel about it. CC, here it is. All right. Are you ready? I'm, I'm go. Do it. I have you, CC? Or do yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Go for it. All right, here we go. I'm all, all yours. CC, your 90 minute concert show is at 8 p.m., mm-hmm. you're in a strange city. What do you do all day? Oh, that's a good one. I, it usually depends on the city. Uh, I do like to uh, take take in the the local uh, uh, situation, depending on the city. Like once again, uh, what kind of situations are we talking about? <laughs> well, many, let me put it this way: If I'm in Amsterdam, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go see. I'm gonna go visit some cafes. Okay, uh, maybe the, maybe the Reich Museum, maybe the Van Gogh Museum. Okay, to the group. What is your spinal tap moment? What oh. was or what is your spinal tap moment? Tell me about oh, that. I've, I've had a few. Uh, but early in my career, I was, um, I was actually, so I was a working musician. I was uh, uh, singing and mm-hmm. uh, playing guitar for an R&B review band. Mm-hmm. And so we had a lot of dance moves and a whole show that 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 uh, that we would do, and uh, so uh, and we would go do all these these tours and they, uh, these these were uh, uh, fairly lower end uh, rooms, lower so end rooms. Space. Yes, yes. So specifically, one was at a, a, a truck stop. Uh, it was in Massachusetts, actually, way out in Amesbury. <laughs> truck stop. And it was well, it was a truck stop, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, it, and it had a, a motel room attached. Of to course, it, it did. <laughs> Of course it did. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we were booked. It would, it would, we were hired. I don't know who the agency or the agent had booked us. And mm-hmm. uh, so I had to go out, and uh, we had a show to perform. It was a uh, you know a uh, sixty minute performance that we had to play. We you know the, where we had these dance moves and go up and down the okay. whole thing. Okay. The, you know a lot of blues brothers and a lot of standards from from, from back there. And uh, so. We ended up, so we, we got to go on, and, and uh, it's time to go on. And there's absolutely, it's a huge, huge room, big four-foot stage, big big lights, great sound right. system, everything. Four-foot stage. Uh, yeah. yeah four, <laughs> but, because it's four a huge foot. room. You're right, exactly. Yeah. You know, yes. So it's legit, yeah. I get uh, it. Yeah. In a huge room, yes. very long, very large. Right. You know, it's midday. On a <laughs> the truck midday. stop. Of course it is. Yeah, exactly. Yes, no, I got the picture. So it's, yeah, it's, it's 4 p.m. No, on a, no, no. On a yeah. Saturday. There's no one there except for the local hooker. <laughs> the local the local prostitute oh, who's, who's the resident the oh, resident uh, female working female and well, what uh, happened so we were contractually obliged to to, 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 to perform oh dear to no, you know, so there's no one there there's what there's the bartender wiping down the bar right. there's there's the local the local working girl of sitting course. there yes. and us doing uh you know doing our soul uh, r&b 
review what dance moves and everything. To no one. She's just, she has no idea. What were she's, you wearing? She said, we were literally all dressed in the you know, rhinestones. Right. <laughs> of course you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a slick, you know, I had a whole, you know, pompadour going on. The, the, I'm sorry. Ozzy's trying to interrupt you. What, what, what Ozzy? What are, you, what are you trying to say? Sounds like a regular Saturday night. Up in Birmingham. By the way, CC, they're not called hookers anymore. They're professional arousal technicians. I, you know, I did a show where the opening act was a uh, Elvis impersonator from Revere named Alvis. Alvis? Al, he was an Italian guy. Okay. Kept grabbing him, his crotch a lot, you know, much oh. more than Elvis ever did. All right. Fair the, enough. The, All the, right, Mama. The Very middle mama. act. <laughs> Pass middle. me another piece of that pie, Mama. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So what happened? Well, no. So then the middle act was a uh, one of these R-rated hypnotists. Yes. And then I, you know, by the time I get up there, I've joined the circus. You know what I mean? Right. But the next day, I went for breakfast with the R-rated hypnotist, and one of the girls he had hypnotized on stage ended up being the hostess at the restaurant. And I said to him, I said, "Now, could you still?" Put her under, a, you know, your little spell. If he said, "Oh yeah, absolutely," I said, "You're kidding. You could actually walk up and put her back on uh, hypnosis." And okay. he walked up to her and went sleep, and she went right. She down. went right out, huh? And there was a piano in the lobby, and he had her playing the piano. <laughs> and then the manager comes out and fires her because what's the hostess doing playing the piano? So you know, it was just a kooky. Well, it doesn't thing. sound like it was that bad for you. No, but it was. I felt like I was in Spinal Tap. Okay, you Spinal Tap. I mean? yeah. You remember the movie where they're about to go on stage, uh, and they're in the sub. They're, under, they're underneath the venue, right? Trying to find <laughs> their way to the stage. Rock and roll. Rock. <laughs> Me and my band Axis. That we actually went through that. Got lost underneath the gigantic dome, whatever it was. And we're looking for the stage because we're supposed to go on. Rock and roll! Rock and roll! And so, like, you know, an hour later, <laughs> where's the stage? Rock and roll! So I looked at Chris Martin, right? Uh, the bass player in Axis. And I go, dude, do you realize what, what's happening right here? It's Spinal Tap for real. Right? Hello, Cleveland! <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, wow. What, what, uh, this went by fast. We didn't even get to say hello in 20 minutes. It's amazing. This went by fast. That's what happens, though, when you have great guests. Exactly. Thank you, Oz and CC. My pleasure. <laughs> and uh, we'd also like to thank uh, Christopher Walken for being our guest. Chris, thanks for coming. Anytime. And uh, uh, Sir Paul, uh, I'm an oh, honored. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm very happy to see you and happy that you could join us for our first show. And I'm honored to be here with you, John Butcher, who I've been a fan of since uh, I was uh, a puppy. I'm really uh, going to have a lot of fun here with you. And, and look, folks, tune in every week, you know, or every show. <laughs> Tune in every show. We're going to have uh, either a touring musician, you know, most likely a rocker who you know, or, or, a, fam- or an actor. famous comedian or an actor. And uh-huh. uh, the idea is two from the road. Let's get the stories that you won't hear anywhere else. Thank you, guys. Uh, everybody in the studio right now, thank you for being here. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. We had a wonderful time. Uh, CC, did you have something to add? No, no. I, I just thank you. I'm oh. just honored to be here, to be quite honest. <laughs> He's honored I, to be anywhere. I, I can't believe you, Sir Paul McCartney. This is John Butcher and Gary Marino for Two From the Road. Yeah. This damn others you gotta watch. Do the Uncle Sam.